Sports Podcast, number four. I've been having kind of a rude awakening the last two Tuesday mornings. Uh, week one, I woke up dead in my Circus Survivor pool, donkeyed away a thousand bucks for no reason on a horrendous Broncos endgame. So that was bad. And then this week, um, I go, I was three and one in the Circa Million spread picking contest, and I was two and three last week. I really needed to get to four and one. Six and four is okay. You need about 65%, I think, 65 to 70, somewhere in there over the season, picking five games a week to win the, the big first prize. So I could have lived with six and four. I'd be a little behind schedule, but not that bad. And I had Tennessee plus 10. And it was just it was just a horrible experience watching that game because the Bills scored easily, throw to digs. I don't have any digs. I don't have any Josh Allen. And then the Titans score and tie it up. And the Bills go up 10-7, and I'm like, okay, this is good. This is looking pretty good, this plus 10. And then they just completely fell apart. And I watched till like mid-third quarter, late third quarter, and then it was like, you know, 34-7, to 41-7. And Diggs gets this gratuitous touchdown to get a third touchdown. And again, I don't have him anywhere, and fantasy football is a zero-sum game. And there's just a lot of ticky-tack penalties and stuff. Not that it would have changed the outcome, but it was just a very unenjoyable experience. And usually with the the 40 minute version that I watch Monday mornings, I never fast forward, you know, I just watch it. And I was like fast forwarding in the fourth quarter and I saw the Malik Willis fumble and like not, not looking really ready for prime time plays a little bit, but, and then the other thing that they did was they were showing the score of the Vikings Eagles game, which I was going to watch afterward in the top left corner. And you think like, if I'm watching this thing the next morning, I probably don't know what happened in that game. So that kind of ruined that game for me too. And that game wasn't great. I had Dalvin Cook. He did nothing. And I had uh, I had Miles Sanders and A.J. Brown did a little bit. But Jalen Hurts kept like running over five people and extending for a touchdown, taking away their opportunities. So that was not ideal either. The only good thing about that was seeing Adam Thielen get no targets till the fourth quarter, no catches, and got some garbage time. And then seeing Justin Jefferson come back to earth was kind of nice. But overall, it was a horrible, horrible Tuesday morning, just like last week. And I'm getting a little nervous, right? Because I went in hard on Saquon, which is fine. He had a mediocre game this week, but the workload was there. I'm perfectly happy with that. But the ETN one, that looks like an expensive Naheem Hines now. Like I spent like a late second, early third on Naheem Hines. That's how it kind of feels right now. Maybe if the Jaguars get behind for the game, he'll be in more. But James Robinson's pretty good, looks healthy. And that's looking dicey. And then Elijah Moore, who I have a ton of, that's kind of dicey because what's his name? Garrett Wilson is, is killing it. And that's not good, right? The Jets aren't going to necessarily support two receivers. And if Garrett Wilson is as good as his pedigree suggests, then, you know, maybe Moore is just a situational guy and I've got him in too many leagues. So I'm not like super thrilled so far about my start. Now it's just two games last year in the uh, prime time. I was 0 and three, the team was 0 and three and I won 10 in a row and I won that league. So, you know, you don't want to get too, you don't want to overdo it after a couple of weeks. And, and, you know, I had Jonathan Taylor last year. He took five weeks to get going. And so, you know, a lot of things will change, but you know, you got to be realistic. Also, you got to be with reality. And so far, not great. Obviously five and five in the circuit million is not a death sentence yet, but got to pick it up. Got to go seven, three, eight, and two this next week and then keep that going. But is what it is. But I got a, uh, a DM today that kind of cheered me up. That's pretty funny. So I don't know if you guys remember, but SiriusXM used to make us do just a lot of stupid stuff. Like they used to make us do these raw motion Mondays. So like Monday mornings, we're supposed to like take calls and 
what's your raw emotion? How did you get screwed? And, and usually the calls are pretty bad. People would be like, yeah. And like, I drafted Mike Evans in the third round and he got me three catches for 23 yards and I lost by two points. And I'd be like, oh yeah. So your third round pick got you not a great game. That's your, you know, it was just, <laughs> they didn't really get the concept that it had to be like serious. And I was trying to scare them off usually. So they wouldn't waste our time with the calls. And I just didn't like being monkey for just some guy's idea. You know, it was our show. It was quirky. It was weird, but it was our thing. And I didn't like the meddling. I don't like busybodies interfering. And so one of the great things about having my own podcast and sites is that I can do whatever the fuck I want and I don't have to fake it. And that's really nice. I don't have to deal with that anymore, but I got this great DM from uh, Et Chesler or it's Et Ches, C-H-E-Z, one E-R. Known him on Twitter for a while. I does a lot of the beat Chrysalis leagues and other things, but this is, this is a good, <laughs> this is a good, uh, whatever the raw motion money or bad beat or whatever we used to call it. But listen to this. So he says, whenever you would do the awful cringy reaction Monday segments, I would generally skip on demand because well, they were awful and cringy and because the callers, despite listening to your show, never seemed to get it. It's true. As I just said, and I always thought I don't have a good story, tough loss, but not a good story. Well, this week I thought I would share finally have one. So he says, Last week I dropped, and this is a keeper league. He drops Garrett Wilson. He drafted him on a few NFFC teams, but this is my home and keeper league. And I didn't like the snap data after week one or useless Joe Flacco. So I followed my process and dropped. He was picked up by his opponent. And of course the guy he hates most in the league. So his nemesis picks him up, but this guy had to be the only guy in the league. And if most of fantasy would have started him because who the fuck would have started Garrett Wilson this past week but his team is so bad. He did. And he beat our guy. He beat our guy at Chez one ER. He beat him. He lost. He said, but that's bad. That's obviously bad, but that's not the end. So today as he goes to waivers, he realized that he had an empty roster spot. This is a keeper league, right? He hate dropped Mike Davis before waivers process. So he just had a blank spot. He did not need to drop Garrett Wilson at all. And he dropped him, lost the game and gave up what might be an elite keeper. So this is his raw emotion story. So I figured I'd pass it along. I thought it was pretty good. And that's, you know, that's the kind of thing that, you know, you defenestrate over something like that. I mean, not you, you gave it to your nemesis, you lost the game and you basically gave up, you know, what could be the next, you know, one of the next great receivers. We don't know yet, but he's 10th overall pick and big time pedigree. So obviously he could be a superstar in the league. So good one. One other thing I posted my, my guess the lines, my preliminary leans this week. And Usually, you know, I'll, I'll see the lines and I'll be half a point, a point different from a lot of them. I won't feel that strongly, but I have a bunch that I feel pretty strongly about. I think the Steelers are getting five or something in, in Cleveland on Thursday. I don't like the short week with the road team, but Pittsburgh to Cleveland's familiar. It's a very short trip. And I kind of like that. I, I kind of like Pittsburgh getting that. I kind of like the Texans at zero at the Bears. I think the Texans are probably the better team between the two from what I've seen so far. It seems like Davis Mills... May not be a star, but he's a quarterback. And I don't know what Justin Fields and the Bears are doing. It seems like just a big scramble drill when he goes back to pass. So I like that. I kind of like the Panthers getting three at home against the Saints. Saints defense is good, but Jameis is pretty bad. What other ones did I really like? I like the Lions getting six in Minnesota. I do think Minnesota's a little desperate after that beating they took and will probably bounce back. But the Lions show up. I mean, these might be equal teams. I don't know that six, six seems like a lot of points in that. I hate to say it. I hate Wentz and the Commanders, the football team. I hate that. The Commanders is a stupid name. 
normally I would fade them, but man, they're getting six and a half at home and the Eagles might be good, but that's just a big number uh, for the Eagles to be laying on the road already. So I may take them, although I really hate betting on Wentz. I, I like the Bengals a little bit too. I like the Bengals are laying four and a half and they've been bad and their line is bad, but they're going to beat the Jets. They're probably my survivor pick too. I mean, there's only a couple of big lines, the Chargers and Bengals really. I guess the Chiefs are six and a half point favorites and so are the Eagles, but there's not a lot to choose from from Survivor. I kind of think they'll roll. That Super Bowl hangover is real though. It's kind of a fluke. They lost to Pittsburgh, missed field goals, but gave up a lot of sacks and turnovers. And then, you know, they lost in Dallas. I think Dallas's defense is actually legit. And so it's not that fluky. And Cooper Rush might not be that much worse than, than Dak. But I really thought Dallas without Tyron Smith would be a weak offense, even with Dak. And I, I expected a lot more from the Bengals' defense in that game. So maybe the Bengals are just kind of bad, but might lay the wood with them. I thought that should be seven. It's only four and a half. Anyway, those are just a few of the games I'm looking at. And I need ETN to play. You know, maybe if Jacksonville gets behind, they'll start throwing to him. But James Robinson's good. He's just a good player. I didn't really think he was going to come back so strong from the Achilles. But he's the lead back. And I feel like I drafted Naheem Hines or one of those James White types now. And hopefully because Lawrence was his college QB, they'll get clicking in the passing game and get more work. But it's shaky. My team's, uh, and some of my depth picks aren't that great either. You know, I, I picked some, uh, trying to think some of the players that I was targeting depth. I did get Robbie Anderson in a couple places. So it's good to have some guys you could plug in if you had to, but I've got a lot of misses there too. So we'll say it's a long season. I got to hit the waiver wire on Wednesday, but that's it. That's the state of my uh, situation for football. And my Giants 70 to one and win the NFC is not looking bad. Two and oh. And remember, they're, they're playing without their two best pass rushers, uh, Aziz Ojolari and, and, K- and Kayvon Thibodeau. Those are their two top pass rushers. And Leonard Williams got hurt. I got to check up on that. But if those guys are back. I think the defense might be good. If the defense is good, they got to pass protect Danny Dimes better. And Danny Dimes, man, if I were Dable, I would just say, look, we're going to run some stuff where you get the ball out of your hands in two seconds. He just needs to overcorrect for the holding the ball. Just get it out, get it out, get it out fast and just make his first instinct to get rid of it or run. Do not hold the ball in the pocket waiting for stuff to develop because that's when bad things happen. So I'm bearish on Dimes. I'm bullish on the rest of the team. The offensive line has not looked very good, especially in pass protection. Dimes is part of the problem by holding it, but that line should get better with Evan Neal and new players having to gel. So G-Men, 70 to 1, and nobody looks that strong in the NFC right now. So good, feeling good about that. All right, that's it. Just a brief one. Till next time.